Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me this Sunday evening via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, we have some like real life anxiety to talk about <laughs> today. It's not so much Islanders stuff, but it's uh, real life stuff that's causing the anxiety this week. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those situations where, you know, if a player gets hurt or something, everyone kind of rallies around them and say, oh, sometimes you got to realize things are... Uh, bigger than than sports and stuff like that and obviously that's what we're dealing with um I'm trying my best to look at uh the positives and I've committed myself to learning Italian getting in shape to run a marathon and uh, perhaps maybe some other stuff before we are back to normal life because who knows when it is and so if you have any suggestions on on how to learn a learn a new language best uh I'm open to them well, my wife is a Spanish teacher, so I actually can give you some advice there. But uh, I do find it funny that uh, you have committed yourself to obviously learning and bettering yourself. And I, all the thing I thought to myself was, oh, because I, I just bought Super Mario Maker 2. So I'm definitely going to dive into that. I also have <laughs> Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch, and now I can maybe get the chance to play it. So that's uh, those are two very divergent options there. I think if I had a if I had a video game system, I, I would be more in line with that. But I don't I don't have one, and I, I don't have I, I I can't justify getting one. So I'm now uh, I'm forced I'm forced into doing to either learning a new language or or getting in shape. 
Oh, that's not. I mean, both of those are, are very good options. I highly recommend both of them. And I have all the video game systems, and I don't know what to do first. But uh, in case you're been living under a rock or haven't really uh, been paying attention, we're obviously talking about uh, the uh, coronavirus, otherwise known as COVID nineteen uh, virus that has been spreading uh, across the world and has effectively shut down basically everything, including the National Hockey League, New York Islanders, Major League Baseball for the time being, uh, the NBA. Uh, businesses all across the world. You know, let's get this stuff out of the way right now. Uh, we encourage you to follow the directives of the CDC and the World uh, Health Organization. That means self-isolation. That means washing your hands frequently for a good long time. Um, the virus can be spread via sort of coughing or uh, that kind of way. So keeping your distance from people is is very key. And if you're like me, you might be working from home for the next little while. My wife, my daughter, and I are all going to be home for the next little while. And uh, it's scary stuff. And, and you know, this isn't, you know, we joke a lot that Islanders fans have seen some of the worst you could possibly see as far as sports fans go. But this is something way beyond that. Like you said at the beginning, this is beyond sports. This is beyond anything. And I was talking with my brother-in-law before, and it's it's like a movie. It's like surreal. Like, how do we even, how do you even put into words what what is even happening right now? I mean, people are just telling you to stay home. Schools are closed. Businesses are closed. You know, people are hoarding toilet paper like it's kind of crazy out there. And and we hope that everybody listening to this is safe and and follows, again, those guidelines, uh, because, you know, keeping keeping this thing contained is is the the plan right now. So you kind of act to act. You have to act a little bit like you have it and you should definitely not want to spread it. Uh, the old uh, the elderly among us, people with asthma, people with respiratory problems, autoimmune dif- uh, diseases are particularly susceptible. So please be careful. Um, but yeah, this is a weird situation that none of us, neither of us thought this was going to, we were going to end up in. And yet here we are. And it is tough to, to reconcile that and, and kind of get your head around that when, um, you know, but three or four days ago, we would have been just sitting here talking about the Islanders, a couple of games against the flames and Oilers and actually the penguins who they would have been playing right now. It's just, it's very weird. And I'm still not hundred percent, you know, comfortable with it right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just crazy. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but I don't even know if we really talked much about um, the virus in our last episode, just because. No, not I, at all. Yeah, obviously, like nobody had the foresight to um, to know. I mean, if you could see, like the the guidelines we've been given shift every day, so like obviously, um, you know, nobody had any idea. But it, I, I'll never forget. I guess it was. I'm already forgetting what day it is, so maybe I'm being hypocritical. But whether it was Wednesday, the days are blending too, which is obviously mm. kind of normal too. But I think it was Wednesday night. Um, just seeing on Twitter that you know that when that Jazz game got postponed against the Thunder, and then Rudy Gobert, they said that Rudy Gobert, who had it, you know, obviously foolishly. Now we we all know like he shouldn't have done what he did with by like make poking fun and touching all the phones and the microphone on the uh, mm. the press podium that he was on and um you know in a bit of sad irony like obviously he gets that it comes out that he's tested positive for the virus and and he infected uh one of his teammates his teammates as well and perhaps some other players around the league but it is insane how that quickly it just it just felt like the world was kind of collapsing on itself and the nba work obviously went super moved super quick to uh suspend the season when that happened and when, when, when that happened, the other leagues obviously had to follow suit. Um, but that night, the Rangers were playing the Stars, or no, sorry, the Avalanche. And 
I was watching the game, obviously rooting against the Rangers because of the Rangers and also rooting against them because they're fighting a play. They were at that time fighting for a playoff spot against the Islanders. And in, as I was watching the game, the Rangers, I mean, Ryan Strom, if you watch that game, he might have had seven chances at empty. It was, it was like every Islander game you ever watch, Ryan Strom somehow missing a, a golden opportunity set up by one of his superstar line mates. And the Rangers, and, and the whole time, I'm like, the Rangers are going to end up tying this game and I'm, I'm going to be upset. And then thinking, this is not going to matter. It's like, it's, it was one of the most awkward sports viewing experience of my life because I was like, this is probably the last hockey game I'm going to watch for a long, long time. Uh, and at the very least, it's going to be the last sort of normal one with a crowd and, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, Brendan Lemieux obviously got his cheap shot in, his last cheap shot uh, by, by injuring <laughs> Judas Don. I get that in under yeah, the wire. Yeah. Yeah. He knew, yeah, exactly. He knew that what was coming. So he had to make sure he could stick an elbow in someone's ear hole before, uh, before the league shut down and uh but yeah i mean just watching that game and and i was you know talking to a friend of mine who's a ranger fan and like this is just so weird because i want you guys to lose so badly but i can't actually feel it like i can't feel it and all i feel is this like weird um kind of confusion of over the whole thing and obviously you know 12 hours later or so the uh right decision was made to suspend the season and you know now we're we're left with um you know thousands of questions and no answers and there's no no answers are going to come i think people kind of coming to grips with that and, and one thing i, I want to say is if you're a sports fan and you want sports to return to do the way you do your part in making in in getting sports back quicker than than late sooner than later is to stay the hell inside like that's it like if you're a sports fan you want sports to come back stay inside and deal with it and that's it like that's that's no questions asked just stay inside you want to go get, get groceries, go get groceries, go home, stay inside. That's that's what all sports fans should do if they want to play their part in getting the leagues back. But even that, who knows? Like it's just it's just insane. Like nobody nobody knows uh across any of the leagues. Uh the horse race horse racing is basically the only thing that I've noticed that's kind of still going regularly and they're they're banning crowds, obviously, and who knows how long that they'll they'll keep running for, but good God. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the NHL used the word pause when they made their announcement on uh, Wednesday, I guess. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? They made their announcement. Uh, they used the word pause because we don't know. And the fact of the matter is we don't know when or even if it's going to come back this season. Uh, I read, I think, Le- Pierre Lebrun may have said that the board of governors, they've had a couple of board of governors calls. You know, it's, it's important when like they have three board of governors calls in this, in like a three day span, you know, <laughs> like to get all these guys on the phone is, is probably not easy, but they, they made it happen. And, uh, you know, they said that maybe it, it would probably be a minimum of three weeks. They would be done. Uh, but at that end of that three week period, like, what does that even mean? Are they going to come back? Are they going to play a shortened season? Are they going to go, are they going to you know pick up the schedule where it left off? Are they going to go right to the playoffs? If they do, how do they determine who's in it? I mean, the Islanders were a point out uh, via points, but if you go by points percentage, you know, they're they're They would be in and probably face the Bruins and, and the blue jackets would be out because they played like, I don't know, two or three more games than the Islanders have. So they might just also decide to just, you know, suspend the season and just cancel it. That the uh, East Coast, the ECHL, excuse me, the ECHL uh, canceled their season and playoffs for the rest of you know this this time. And and players are getting their last paychecks this week, and they're not really happy about it. I mean, those dudes don't make that much, but uh, it was a step that they felt they needed to take and just 
up and say, nope, we're done. The season is over. We're going to cancel it and everybody's going to move on. So there could be a chance when that the NHL does that, in which case uh, it will leave a lot of lingering questions, not just for the Islanders, for a lot of other teams. You know, I mean, who, who, what does this even mean? What, what transpired? What was this all for? If, I mean, obviously nobody could see this coming, but like, you know, the Islanders are a team that would be left with a lot hanging there. Um, what does that mean for free agency? What does that mean for the salary cap? All that kind of stuff. It seems kind of trivial. It seems kind of silly. <laughs> you know, we are we are talking about this. It is a hockey podcast for a hockey blog, so that's where kind of our brain goes. But this goes for all life. I mean, you know, if you're at work and and you know, there's no telling when you you're going to be going back to the office or when your kids are going to go be going back to school. And it's just this is life right now, and uh, it really really sucks. And I think that you know, we all again, like you said. We all need to follow the guidelines. The best thing we can do is is avoid other people. Stay home. Everybody's got Netflix now. Everybody's got Disney Plus. Fire it up. And you know, if you got to work, work from home. If you can just sit back and relax, take it and uh, and go with that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of questions up in the air right now. And um, the Islanders' last game is uh, kind of a lengthy one. It was on Tuesday. It was a shootout loss to Vancouver. And uh, it was kind of emblematic of their entire season. They they played pretty well for some. They they played pretty well for the second and third periods. Uh, they had a two minute stretch in the first period where they gave up a couple of goals and it looked like things were going to go off the rails. And then they turned it back around and played Islander hockey for the better part of that game. And I think they gave up what like eight shots or something in periods two and three, and uh, lost anyway. <laughs> they scratched and clawed for that tying goal. They got it. They didn't. They had the puck all of overtime didn't do a thing with it. And then when it gets a shootout, you know, it's kind of a coin toss and in any other situation, you'd be like, yeah, it was a coin toss. What are you going to do? But when you're, you know, need every point to make it in the playoffs. And again, at this point, that was the only thing we were worried about. Um, they came up short and that's what I meant. You know, like this is, if this is truly the end of this season, it's not going to be a very satisfying season to look back on and be like, yeah, they were so close, you know, that that could have happened, but it's going to be one of those seasons where it's like, I don't know. I don't really know how, how this thing would have played out or what to even think about this team. It's just a very, on top of all of the very real anxieties that are now going on. When you think about that, it's like another layer of like, Oh man, this is just really bugging me. <laughs> it's kind of stupid again, but it's one of those things where it just, that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, that uh, that game was was really tough to watch because you you really thought like they I wouldn't go as far as say they deserved it, but they definitely deserved it to get to the point where it was a coin flip because I think that game was fair enough, you know, decided in a, in in the coin flip skills competition that is a shootout. Um, I don't know if over the past you know three or four weeks since the Islanders have really been skidding, I. Uh, was I celebrated a goal as hard as I did for that first goal he scored in the first minute of the game, Andrew Ladd. Um, mm. Just, just the, yeah. The, the, they came out guns blazing. Ladd, uh, you know, gets to the front of that was banging bodies, and I was like, oh man, like if he does this on a pretty consistent basis, and obviously this was one shift of a game, but I was like, this guy, you know, this could actually be good. Like this, maybe they have filled at least one of their very many holes, and. Uh, so I mean, kudos to him, and and I, I don't know if there was any. Uh, I don't think I think people overreacted to the the fact that he was the last shooter in the shootout. He's got good shootout numbers, and his game was going. And look, I mean, the shootout is a coin flip, no matter who's shooting. And 
but it was it was a it was it was a weirdly fitting if if this is the end of the season that was a weirdly fitting end to the year because of it it just showed every flaw and strength of the Islanders it it showed Brock Nelson uh, chipping in and and having a big game it showed Barzell buzzing all over the place and then taking a stupid penalty it it was uh, you know Simeon Varlamov made a great save in overtime but he otherwise had a pretty uh, pedestrian game and it was just it was so weird to see all that like it, it now when you look back on it, it's like strangely if the, there was a game to make a montage uh of the other season it might have been that one and uh I mean I, it feels weird to talk about their their problems you know and strengths right now because who knows but uh it they 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 certainly all presented themselves in that game and uh they I will say that it was uh really funny that going into that game I think Thatcher Demko was basically one of the worst goalies for for the last three weeks and uh in the same vein that like Craig Anderson was the for the Senators like they were just not been strong lately and then the Islanders somehow made them look great I mean Demko sure he let up four goals but he had a fantastic game he robbed Matt Barzell twice and uh other like was making big save after big save uh he he made uh, forty five saves in that game, yeah. <laughs> Demko. So yeah, I, yeah, they made him look really really good. So. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was weird, and and I I honestly can't remember the game that was before that right now. <laughs> so I can't like the direct one. <laughs> so I'm trying to think if there was one. I don't I, I don't really remember. But uh, it was the uh, the Hurricanes, the the overtime uh, loss to the Hurricanes. Right, right. we spoke uh, about which that again one. they we talked about it, and they played really well in that game and came up a point short. And, you know, that's basically been the way it's been going for them for the last two or three weeks following, uh, you know, a time when they just couldn't buy a win. And, and you know, again, if if that is, in fact, the last game we see them play this season, then they would have finished the season with a seven game losing streak. J.G. Pajot still hasn't won a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, and, you know, they would have picked up, I think three points or whatever in that span. But actually it's, um, I'm glad you brought it up because you know, the, so the Islanders were in Vancouver, obviously on Tuesday, they had a flight to Calgary for a game on Thursday, um, which didn't get played. They were going to play Thursday in Calgary, Friday in Edmonton, and then fly back to the East coast and play in Pittsburgh right now. They would have been playing. This would have probably been just about the end of the first period of their game against the Penguins. There, there's an article on the Athletic right now, uh, and which Pierre LeBron kind of covers a lot of different topics. And one of them is, you know, if you're a player that got traded on or about trade deadline, there's a good chance that your family is back in one town and you're in another. And apparently, the NHL is encouraging players to stay in their team city for the time being, which allows them kind of greater freedom uh, for whenever they make a decision about whenever these guys can come back. Because that's the other thing too that that is a problem here these players are not allowed to practice they're not allowed to have team meetings they're not allowed to get together in groups and and they're not allowed to book their own ice time or or really do any workouts probably i'm sure they're all working out on their own i'm sure they all have home gyms and bow flexes and weight benches and stuff like that wherever they are but you know it's not a formal thing and um even if the season were to come back after a couple of weeks like what kind of shape are these guys going to be in i don't even know and if you're jg pajot is he is he holed up in a hotel on Long Island right now? Is he living with Josh Bailey like he did at the uh, World Championships a couple of years ago? Is he back in Ottawa? I don't know. Uh, I hope wherever he is, he's safe um, and and following again the guidelines. But it's just yet again 
there's so many layers in, in the words of George Costanza. It's like an onion. The, the more you peel it, the more it stinks. You know, like, there's so many layers to this that is just a, a huge ball of confusion for everybody. That's just terrible. And, and uh, you know, I, I do think that we are going to start getting answers at some point, but it could be a couple of weeks. And by then, again, that that game against the Canucks could have been the only thing uh, that's left. Um Players are going to have to figure out where they're going to go, and we're going to have to. I mean, as far as fans go, I know I had tickets for the uh, the March twenty second game against the Hurricanes at Barclays, which would have been the last game there. Uh, if that is canceled, I guess my friend and I will get refunds. But that means the last game at Barclays would have been that six two debacle <laughs> against the Canadians a couple weeks ago that we were crying about on last week's episode. Yeah, exactly. It is appropriate and it is silly to to sit back and laugh about that. But yeah, that that there's a possibility that could have been it. That could have been the swan song for the uh, the Islanders. And, and actually, it's funny too because for a while it looked like there there was a chance they might have played some games without fans in it. And I I was going to tweet something about the irony of the yeah. Islanders playing the final game in Barclays Center in front of exactly zero people would have been just too delicious for one. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad we got robbed. Really I guess that's bad. not going to happen. Yeah, it's too bad we got robbed of that irony because that would have, you know, amidst all the chaos would have would have been perfect. Um, just literally the perfect way to end uh, their Barclays reign. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about I hate I, I shouldn't say that because, you know, we all do it as fans. But um, speculating to begin with is tough and because we just don't know anything. And, and I'm, I'm talking about that as like a player personnel kind of thing, especially with Lamarillo. Like, Oh, I think the Islanders are interested in in uh, Jason Zucker. Like, just like s- speculating on that stuff, as as we've learned, is is kind of a, you know, it's fun, but it's a fruitless exercise. And obviously, uh, for for this scenario, it's 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 magnified by about a gazillion. So, uh, but I I, I do want to say that my hope is that that these, hope you know, obviously pie in the sky is that this uh, subsides because the you know people in charge tell people to stay home and put put uh some you know laws into place that make sure people stay home and then we can get back to hockey maybe by the end of may and 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 i'm hoping that uh they just they figure out something quick to to get into some sort of cup playoffs and but even that uh i mean that's that i think is the best case ideal scenario is that they they you know make a truncated maybe mini play-in tournament for teams on the bubble or something and uh, and then get going on the playoffs. But uh, even that, like, just think about it, thinking about how awkward it's going to be to go from trying to, you know, weed our way and, and grind our way and survive our way through this uh, pandemic and then just being like, all right, like, Bruins, Blue Jackets, game one on NBC. Who's up for it? Like, it's just, it, no matter what, it's going to be super weird. Uh, and that's kind of the best case scenario. The best case scenario is it's going to be, incredibly awkward um for a long time yeah right <laughs> like i think we would take some awkward games at this point uh you know i'm sure i'm not the only person that maybe at the beginning of this when we when we didn't think that maybe it would take you know we, we i didn't think we would be talking weeks uh or months i thought maybe we would be talking you know days or something like that or weekend uh i can't be the only person who thought you know a few days off wouldn't be the worst thing for the Islanders right now. Kind of help Casey Zekas get better. Help, you know, Cal Clutterbuck was was hurt at the time. Uh, Adam Pellick, I don't think he was was going to be back no matter what. Uh, and again, they were stumbling, couldn't catch a break, couldn't catch a win. 
couldn't scratch together a goal if they needed it uh, and were really slip sliding in a bad way. Once the severity and, and the magnitude of this became much greater, uh, you know, Casey Sezikis's rehab from that skate laceration became a little bit less important <laughs> to me in the grand scheme of things. No offense, Casey. I hope you're feeling much better. I hope you are getting better. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden it became that even even the sarcastic. Oh, man, this is this would be great. A couple of days off for the Islanders would be great. All, all of a sudden that sarcasm, the level of humor in that sarcasm started kind of get turned down a little bit. And it was like, oh, this is really a problem. But, um, yeah, it um, you know, it would be awkward and it would be. A very strange thing if the NHL did come back and they decided to, you know, hold a playoff or or whatever, probably would mean, you know, one of two things. Either the Islanders would face the Bruins and be a sacrificial lamb to them, probably, uh, or they would just miss it. Uh, but you never know. I mean, maybe something could like that happen. And, you know, it's also a situation where it would be awkward, but you wonder if it would that would be the exact kind of thing that people would would want and would need in a situation like that would means we'd all be hopefully if that does happen that would mean that the curve has been flattened and you know it's safe again to be in groups and it's safe again to to you know talk and 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 be resume normal life as it were or as it was maybe a good hockey playoff would be the kind of thing to excite people and get them again back into normal life Um, but at this point we don't know if that's going to happen, and it may very well not. And we may, the next time we talk, it might be when the league has decided to suspend operations for the season, uh, and you know we can focus on a draft that might be done over the phone. That's another speculation, speculative thing out there. Maybe free agents. You know, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. If you're a free agent, if you're going to want to go visiting a team and be and be shown the schools uh, the, here are the schools these are great schools they're closed right now because of the the virus but they are great and your kids would be great here uh, how much just was- take andrew ladd's word for it yeah yeah right um i don't really know what else uh what else to say about like you know what what, what it could look like to to finish up the season i think it does give people you know you know one of the things i've noticed a lot of people on twitter talking about it and, and sure it's like fun to think about for a minute and dream up these crazy scenarios but uh then after you're done you're like uh, it's kind of like the lockout too like i remember thinking during during after uh during the first lockout there was so much excitement over free agency like oh how are they going to handle free agency what team what what players your teams can sign because there's really nothing else to talk about for hockey fans and especially at that point when there was literally zero zero outlets in in this country that paid attention to it so you go to TSN and see like the list of potential free agents that were coming. And uh, the, I mean, it was fun. Like Miro Shatan and Brad Lukowicz and Brent Sopel all joining the Islanders on the same day. Like that was a lot of fun. But uh, I just remember people, you know, on I think it was Mike, Mike must go forums and stuff talking about how great the free agency day is going to be. And that, I mean, it, it provided people kind of like a little bit, like a couple minutes of uh, an escape uh, to, to get away from, you know, the, the terrible lockout, but then you, after you're done and you hit click and you submit your, your post and you read the others and you're like, Oh, well, that's not as fun as the game. So time to figure out, you know, something else to do. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be interesting. And I like the, I don't even know how, you know, something as fickle as like arbitration and player bonuses. Like there, there's a lot of like weird, fine print stuff that uh the league is gonna have to figure out and we're gonna hear a lot about it it's it's been nice to see some players like step up and, and across all sports to start paying for pooling money like Bobrovsky did it and for for 
arena workers and people whose um, paychecks are going to be altered by by this because they depend on the games to to work because they're hourly employees. And I mean, obviously, you'd rather see the owners step up and not you know pass that buck to the players, but it's still heartwarming nonetheless. And you know, hopefully, we start seeing some some Islanders start doing the same thing um, for I hope both the Barclays Center and uh, uh, Coliseum employees. Um, I don't know if they have. I haven't seen anything yet, but you know, hopefully, you no. Know, the the Nets owners have uh, said that the Barclays folks, I guess, will be covered. Um, the Islanders are in a kind of a weird situation where they don't own either arena. I think technically the Barclays folks still manage the Coliseum, right? I think. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. So I don't know. I, yeah, um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, we haven't heard anything. Jim Baumbach had had of Newsday had thrown out a, a tweet there looking for uh, some information on that. So maybe we'll see something in a few days. Uh, most teams have covered. Uh, their arena workers, the Flames weren't going to, but then they decided that they were uh, due to some some pressure, uh, you know, public pressure. So that that kind of thing is good. And yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, the Islanders are in a unique situation, but I you do hope that I mean these guys are forking over a lot of money and and they have a lot of money and they could you know throw some security guards and concession workers uh, some money as well to keep them afloat during this very strange time. Um, but uh, we haven't seen anything yet. Um, yeah, it is a little bit like the lockout. I thought about that too. Uh, you know, but that was kind of like, you could be mad at somebody <laughs> during the lockout and be like, oh, these guys are really screwing us over. And there was like hope at the end of it. I'm not saying like, you know, we should be depressed and this is a hopeless situation, but that was, I guess, like you said, there was like, you know, a real sense of, of kind of what's on the other side, what's going to be. Uh, and this is, this has that too, but it, there's also a lot of, you know, kind of personal, uh, you know, worry in there as well. Uh, the thing about the lockout I always think of is uh, Chris Pronger. You know, when when they came back after that, he ended up getting traded from St. Louis to Edmonton because they came back with a salary cap, and the Blues were over it, and they had to get rid of somebody. And he went to Edmonton, and the Oilers went to the finals. So that kind of stuff can I always think of that uh, when you when you talk about that scenario where it's like, oh man, uh, what could happen on the other side? But we are going to have to wait and see, as we've been saying. So, um, so what can you do while you're waiting for word on the NHL and the Islanders life in general to see where it goes. Uh, one thing you can do is listen to this podcast and we thank you for doing that. Uh, we're going to be posting stuff at lighthouse hockey. I'm sure all the time uh, I'm going to be having a uh, Islander of the day post. I'm going to write up a little post every day about a random Islander picked with absolutely no rhyme or reason whatsoever. Uh, if he's got a YouTube video, maybe that's probably the only thing that I'm looking for. Maybe not. We'll see. First guy is going to be on Monday and he's going to be Steve Thomas uh, because I was like, yeah, whatever happened? You know, he was, he was great. Uh, the uh, 93, 94, which was not a great year for the Islanders. He was great that year. And then, uh, you know, you look forward to seeing what he was going to do the next year. And then the next year didn't happen for six months. And then when they started, he wasn't that good. He only had 11 goals that year. And then he was gone. And before he blinked, he was a New Jersey devil. And it was very weird. So figured he was a, an appropriate place to start. So that'll be on Monday. And as always, uh, we are always looking for phone calls for our My Favorite Islanders Game podcast. I have extended the deadline. The episode is actually going to come out on Monday the 23rd. So if you have time this week and you want to call and you want to tell us about your most memorable Islanders game experience, now would be a great time to do it <laughs> because just because there aren't any games going on right now doesn't mean we can't talk about the games that meant a lot to us. The number is 646-980-8857. 
Call the number. Tell us about what, what your favorite game was, what your most memorable game was, what game stands out to you the most. Could be from any time period. You know, make it a good good story. You can call back and continue if the story gets cut off after a couple of, you know, a couple of minutes. But we want to hear two, three part stories. That's great. 646-980-8857. Next episode will go live on Monday the 23rd. Uh, and I guess that's it. I don't know what else. I think we covered yeah. everything, right? Like you said, I mean, there's lots of little fine prints and and things going on that we haven't even brought up. But that's for the general managers and the commissioner and the lawyers, I guess, to all figure out at, at some point. Um, I don't know. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think one, one important thing is that uh, obviously I think this upcoming week will still be uh, we'll still kind of be flying blind, but hopefully things start to maybe come into to view towards the end of it or, or the next. And, um, you know, I'm always happy to talk Islanders like on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and, but I, I guess in this time, you just, you just want to make sure you're being nice, nice to everybody on Twitter, because uh, even though that, you know, that, that, that is, should be a rule all the time, but it's, it's never followed. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, just keep that in mind. If you're, especially if you're talking Islanders and talking, you know, senseless stuff like oh if we if we if we get in for points percentage or we should do this like just just make sure that you're you're being rational and, and keeping things in perspective and um but that being said uh if you ever want to talk uh islanders i'm definitely down on twitter uh to do it uh and uh you know whether it's i, I also want to say there's you know if you're looking for something to do and you miss hockey there's some great youtube videos on of uh you know, past seasons, you know, ones that are special to Islander fans only because, uh, you know, a seven game loss in a first round series is, is nothing to the bigger hockey picture, but to an Islander fan, obviously it's big, whether it's, it's 2001 or, uh, 2001, 2002, or, you know, 2007 or, you know, 2016, whatever year it is, uh, go to YouTube and, and there's plenty of, uh, stuff you can watch it. Hopefully maybe there's more to come because people have, you know, more time on their hands or something. Otherwise I'm, I'm out of answers. <laughs> Uh, there are a few things that put a smile on my face. I know more than hearing Nassau Coliseum explode after a big goal. And I found that out when I, again, wrote that Steve Thomas post, you'll see a goal that uh, I, I included in there and, uh, you can really feel it. You can feel the energy and, uh, it makes you feel pretty good. So, you know, if you need a little pick me up, you could do that too. Uh, you know, and if you want to talk Islanders, Mike is there. Where can you, where can people find you to talk Islanders on twitter.com? The Big Lebowski, two E's. The Big Lebowski with two E's is the place to follow Mike on Twitter. You can follow me at Culture of Losing. You can follow all of our podcasts at LHH Podcasts. Our home is at LH Hockey. And, um, you know, man, we're all in this together. So, I mean, follow the guidelines. Stay home. Wash your hands. If you got to go out, go grocery shopping. Um, make it quick. Try and do it at times when there's not a lot of people around and wash your hands before, during and after. <laughs> bring that bring that little bottle of Purell with you and, and keep it handy. And, uh, you know, just, uh, keep, you know, keep it safe. And again, you know, try not to spread it. You might not you may have it and you may not know. Uh, and it's important to think of others in this time. And, uh, you know, we'll get through it. We'll figure it out. And uh, we'll see where uh, where it takes us as a society and where it takes us specifically uh, as uh, hockey fans and Islanders fans. So thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We hope everybody stays safe and uh, we will talk to you when we talk to you. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.